Welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, D. Dylan Bear, and Ryan Griffin, delivering the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's up, you fiends of this wild, wild world of sports that we love? These silky, smooth pipes you hear mean that I am back and that OG3 crap is out the window. Because as Ryan knows and loves, as David Ruffin said, you know they need the voices. So that's why I'm here to throw a big wrench into this whole OG3 crap again. It is Matt Basson along with Ryan Griffin and Dylan Bear and eventually... Paul Roshan, which means eventually all four of us will be here again for the first time in 2019. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And we got a really big show for you tonight. We've got uh, some forecasting of a sports movie bracket that has been in the works for quite some time. Uh, We've got (laughs) quite some time. We've got a mecca of sports to discuss. We got furnaces to burn. Uh, I think we're dropping first, though. Dylan, is this correct? We're talking meccas here in the world of sports? We definitely want to. It's a continuation foul from last week. And uh, last week's uh, mecca discussion was not great because of one particular individual who's not here. So let's take advantage of his absence and have our civil discussion as quick as possible. Heartedly disagree. Oh, it was really bad. You I'm already heard. I, I said it in the chat. I was completely on Paul's side on that one. That's you do fine. not think Ann Arbor is the mecca of college football. I think it's involved in the argument, definitely more so than Atlanta, Georgia, that's only been around for five years. This is absurd. But what see, do you think nope. Atlanta's a five-year-old city? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, not the city itself. It's the fact that it's yeah, the yeah. mecca of college football because Mercedes-Benz be decided to throw a whole bunch of money into the I'm city and say, we're here, we're going to build the stadium. Michigan has had the city. Hey, because, you know, everybody is pining to go to a oversized crowd that isn't hey, nearly as worth it. I this thoroughly is- enjoyed my one trip to Ann Arbor and watched our Spartans beat the ever-living crap out of the Wolverines. Yeah, that's why, though. The stadium well, itself yeah. was not why. You don't, don't go I, there. I, I enjoy the party scene. I was there during trouble, yeah. during trouble with the snap. Okay, now that was not something at that the stadium. I said, though, was Just that... On, on the- on the scene <laughs> they are like i it's that not to say that the game scene. day experience isn't worth it but it's all about definitions and he's gone to a fight though okay Look. wait hang on wait wait time out on the definitions ryan tell us about this scene post game trouble with the snap so post game obviously during the game i had been drinking and we were staying at my friend's apartment post game i thought it was a bright idea to go down in front of the apartment it's pretty close to uh, State Street where oh, you know, pe- people are just walking by. Of course, most of them are Michigan fans. And I'm standing on the street in front of the apartment just shouting, Go Green! Seeing what, <laughs> seeing what Go White. So I can you waiting for a beer bottle to crack you in the head. I was. So I said there was almost a fight pretty much completely instigated by my behavior. <laughs> I just left that part out at first. But Go Green! You got you got uh, some go whites. Some of the older Michigan fans were kind of cool with it. it was, oh, good game, whatever. You got a lot of f yourselves, f yeah, off. I'm sure you did. And then uh, <laughs> one gentleman came up to me, and 
and pushed me and grabbed my shirt. <laughs> and then and then he, he eventually walked away, which which was the one close call. But other than that, it was a fun time. So, I, like I walked back up to the apartment, like, oh my god, like, it was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Uh, and then we continued drinking and I eventually forgot about it for, you know, the night. So in nineteen ninety seven, I'm in Durango, Colorado, the very, very bottom of Colorado. And it's during the Western Conference Finals between the Wings and the Avalanche. This is the year after the Avalanche had won their title, and we're still waiting for our first title since 1945, 54, whenever it was. Um, And we're just in this town, and I popped my head in the bar, and I saw the TV, and I saw the score, and I think it was like 2-1 Wings or something. And I was like, like, yes, go Wings! And everyone in the bar turned and looked at me. And I'm, I'm 15. I'm a 15-year-old kid, and this grown-ass man grabbed a beer bottle and hucked it at me. Get <laughs> <laughs> his ass. Well, you know what? That's a great segue to start with since you want to talk about hockey. So let's talk about the meccas of hockey first. And I think that, in fairness, instead of mecca, we could just easily change out the name. W- what is the true hockey town? And I'll tell you right now, spoiler alert, I do oh, not yeah. think it's Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I Throw don't. your hate out there. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's Detroit at all. Uh, and it's not even to say that you're not a great hockey city like i'm not saying that at all fan base is great and what have you y'all have stuck around in this bad rebuild stevie y come back big deal all that awesome great stuff here's the problem when i think about hockey town i think top to bottom what is a city that from high school to college to pro embraces the sport the most and obviously canadian cities we probably shouldn't count because this discussion is moot with that. But I'm talking the United States, my opinion, forever and a day. And I know you're going to have some sort of anecdotal stuff that's going to crush it. But I'm telling you just on the way that I feel about it from a performance perspective, Boston to me is the real hockey town. That is a very interesting take, Dylan. I didn't think you were going to go with Boston. Um, oh shit! I've said this. Before. I did as soon as, as soon as he mentioned college. Well, no, I mean, I, you know, I look. I just got done living there for damn near a decade, and look, the the you got to think about when when did we call ourselves Hockey Town in Detroit? It was oh, after yeah. it was after it a very did. long period of terrible when they were the Dead Wings prior right. to Steve Eiserman joining our club and becoming the greatest captain maybe in the history of sport. But prior to that, you, all that you had was the Ted Lindsay, Gordie Howe days. That's all you had in Detroit. You're an original six squad. You won cups in the past. You were a great franchise. And now you're the Dead Wings. And you're terrible. And then the 90s get rolling. And we get rolling. And really get rolling. And really have some great talent all across the board in Detroit. And Scotty Bowman comes along and everything just takes a jump up. And we're fighting in the middle of the 90s. Have the greatest record in the history of hockey in 95. And get our asses absolutely handed to us by the New Jersey Devils in the Stanley Cup. The first Stanley Cup we've been to in 40 freaking years. And then the Avalanche do their thing, and we are involved in this one of the greatest rivalries in the history of sport between those two for that short period. It was as ugly as it could get, and we as fans loved it. And we started winning cups, and we were continuously the cream of the crop. Whether we won a cup or not, the Detroit Red Wings were known as being the cream of the crop in hockey. There were other teams to argue with them, but they were in that argument squarely. 
And we're the best franchise, cups-wise, in the United States of America. So you have all this going on, and now all of a sudden, but we're hockey town. Now, in reality, Michigan's had a pretty good hockey program. State does from time to time. But it's not college after college pro, after college. Pro, I mean, even like Michigan Tech and Northern Michigan. Well, okay. Right. The, the thing is, though, when I say college, though, is because to be fair, you are 100% correct. Because State and Michigan put out a lot of pro talent. There are a lot of guys that are on NHL rosters and have been for a while. Specifically, specifically defensemen. My, one of my favorite players is from State. And he's been uh, helming as an, as an assistant captain for the Blackhawks forever. And that's Duncan Keith. Uh, but at the same time, when I'm referring to college, I'm talking about like prolific status. And as Ryan had said, had said whenever I, I whenever I talked about college and he thought Boston, there's a reason. Because the Boston schools, in Massachusetts in general, those colleges play at a high tier. No, way absolutely. higher than the rest of us. No, there's, there's a few states you know you can count on when you're looking at the Frozen Four to be involved. The Dakotas are generally involved. Wisconsin is generally involved. And Minnesota. Massachusetts, it, Minnesota is absolutely involved. And Massachusetts is absolutely involved. And so those are the states you know that you generally see. But... The Dakotas don't have pro teams. Minnesota, Michigan's you know. no Michigan's no slacker in that though. Yeah, but I, compared not, to those other not, states, I think they are. And here's the other thing: is that Michigan has won the most titles, but they have apparently it's a Michigan sport motif. But they haven't won a title since 1998. But you also got to be real about Detroit and where the Red Wings stack you know, in terms of pro teams for love in that town. And same thing with Boston, by the way. The Bruins, you know, at best you're getting them as third. At best right now you're getting them as third. And that's probably Ferris where State they are. was in the Final Four, what, seven years ago? Who was? Ferris. State won the title in 2007. Yeah. I'm saying. So, so you can ago. count on those, those schools that you don't care about. But I'm – but if you look at the region in general – Boston University and Boston College have won five national titles since 2000. And combined, both schools have had 10. And no joke, my first six months living in Boston, I walk into a Dunkin' Donuts in the morning to get coffee, and I see a 65-year-old woman talking to her 85-year-old mother about the Bruins. Like, they're having a full-on, knowledgeable discussion about this. Like... I don't know if you're getting that in Detroit about the Red Wings. I don't know if you're going to walk into a random place and have someone of that age, you know, in a, in a heated discussion about the hockey team. They will. They'll just be a man instead of a woman. But because <laughs> the old dudes love the women. And, 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 well, and in fairness, as we have analyzed many a times, is that, uh, I mean, hockey is arguably the most popular sport for the female demographic, probably outside of football. But... I, what, the point of what Matt is saying is that it just it like where would you stroll about and see that of just two people you wouldn't expect? It, don't even say they're female. Say that they're just older retired gentlemen or, or just whoever. With Boston, it's just it's something that from the ground up they care about. Whereas with Michigan, I would argue that we care at the wing level as much as Boston does with the Bruins. But when it comes to college and high school, it's not the same. So, Dylan, I, I, have, I have a difficult question for you to answer. Huh. Because we've already established, and it's been long established, that in the 21st century, for sure, the best sports city in America is hands down, without a doubt, no close second place, Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, for sure. That in, no. And that, in, that includes Foxborough for the Patriots stuff and all that. 
yeah. So, and you know, I'm I, I'm glad you put the caveat because honestly, if, if you're saying hockey mecca, I think that you know some people will say Toronto because the Leafs and the Hall of Fame. I personally will say the Bell Center for Montreal. You look up and you see all of those cups. All those right. banners, like it's freaking ridiculous. I'd say, Mon- say Montreal too, but ooh, the Mecca of hockey. Yeah, but throwing ooh, it into America, this is the entire country that cares about it. Yeah, no, way know, more than any hey, city in America. I want to plug something real quick, very important, hmm. y'all. If we want to really test this theory about what we were talking about with hockey and Mecca, Detroit is hosting the Frozen Four this year, next year in 2020. I'm going to that. I, I want to go to that. Ryan, you up for that? I know you're up for it, actually. Why am I saying that? Of course you're up for everything because you're reliable. <laughs> I'm going to that. Oh, hell yes, I'm going to that. Oh, that's so cool. So I just so go on cool <laughs> If it was in Boston, Tito's. <laughs> where would you where would you pick? Because Boston's the best sports city in America right now. So I don't know if that if that plays a factor in the fact that everyone just loves sports out there because no, they've been so I, damn good. So it helps again, it be popular. What I've been saying is that, like, even when you watch, like, certain films, like The Town, they're talking about hockey. Like, it's just, it's again, it's just such a cultural staple in some total. But uh, outside of Detroit, because I think Detroit is very much up there. I, I Minnesota and Minneapolis is obviously it. But I say Buffalo, and it was because I heard a stat, which is the most insane thing I've ever heard. But last year's Stanley Cup between Washington Capitals and the Las Vegas Knights in the United States, do you know what the largest market was for viewership? It was yes, Buffalo, yes, New York. Buffalo. It, but no, but do, do you know how insane that is to hear, though? Buffalo, and obviously it's because of... I mean, there, it's no mistake that all we're talking about is very close proximities to Canada, generally yeah. speaking. But and with have Buffalo, a lot of winter and not much else. But with Buffalo, the, apparently, like I read about this, the the household number that were watching the Stanley Cups was up north of 70%. That's so crazy. Excuse me. I mean, that's insane. See that, I mean, think see, that about doesn't that. surprise me. Having cuz <sighs> Buffalo's not a real city. It oh, is, but it isn't. Stop <laughs> it! It isn't. It's a beautiful <laughs> town. They're lucky to have a football team. All right, if football was created in the '80s, Buffalo wouldn't no, have a football. You cannot team. say that. I was oh, in I a blizzard. Can. No, I was in a blizzard ASL. with sixty thousand no, other people. No other city no. would do that. None. No, no, no. no. Those people they, care. They, Buffalo is basically the mystery Alaska of the connected forty-eight states. All right, they're up there in a wasteland of winter. That's what it is, like eight months out of the year. (laughs) Beautifulness. The greatest. They have the most snowfall of any city. Like, they literally skate to work. City. Love it. It's just, it's not a real city. I hate you for that opinion because I have a I have a spiritual bond with Buffalo. I know you do. That I and I'm not never... saying it to hurt you. Oh, I'm, I'm, yes, you are. Yes, you no, are. I'm, I'm not. I'm really not. Feelings. No, I'm really not. It's just it's not. It's not a real city. The only thing they really have is a hockey team. The Bills are there because football was created so long ago. If football was created in modern age, Buffalo wouldn't have a wouldn't have a team. Didn't they used to have a basketball team? Yeah. Yeah, the yes. Braves. Yep, they had the Buffalo Buffalo Braves. Braves. For a tad, and then they. I moved think to they eventually Pittsburgh? became the Sacramento Kings. Yes, they did. But didn't they have a stop in Pittsburgh too? I, I don't know. Pittsburgh should have a basketball team. That that is a city that needs four sports. What? What? No, they should not. No, they, should not. they absolutely should. They are not. It's a, a great sports no. city, and they don't the have. They don't Pittsburgh have the four major sports. Who in Pittsburgh? Who in, okay, what has Pittsburgh's a big since, basketball city? Actually, no. Okay, ever since Jamie Dixon left, you kidding me? 
Pit, pit basketball is nothing anymore. Where do you think the Miller family comes from? The great basketball coach for the University of Arizona, Sean Miller. Oh, my God. His brother, right. Archie Miller. The jury's the father, out on Mr. that. Mr. Miller. <laughs> They're no, all no, no. coaches. The jury is out on that historic family. And you know what? No, this is perfect segue because now we're going to move into basketball in general. And I know I – look, not having Paul here is going to kind of suck. I know I'm on. I'm going to be facing off against you guys. It's New York City. You are, you are it's wrong. Not. You are Madison, wrong. Madison Square You're Garden wrong. is, but new, no. It's not. <sighs> yes, it is. I'm sorry. No, you actually you hit the nail on the head for hockey. It's the garden. It's the real garden. The one that has banners hanging in it. As much as I hate it, the Lakers left the forum and went to Staples Center, so you can't say it's L.A. And the only other franchise that has won consistently for the 60-plus years that basketball has been around is in Boston. Here's here's the thing. 17 banners hanging down. The same building, just different names. Boston's too white to be the... (laughs) And they also hate black people, so... That is that is no, so not it's, true. It's New York, but it's such it it's such a New weak York. stronghold that it still has. Uh, it's only it, New York because it, that's, that's where Madison Square the, Garden is. Hold on, time out, Ryan. Don't you agree with me though that that's definitely going to change now that Brooklyn has what they have? No, that doesn't no, make I didn't a ask mecca. you. I didn't ask you. <laughs> I, I, I did not <laughs> ask you. Your mecca so. and blue blood arguments are the same. No, okay. Here's Recency the thing. Is all that here's, matters. Here's one thing I no, will say. Kevin, because Kevin Durant's still old, and I don't know that the only reason Kevin Durant's there is because he's friends with Kyrie. So I don't know that you're gonna get that again. All right, but Kevin well, Durant's old but, anyway. He's probably gonna be retired in the next what seven or eight years. Here's, so he, even if Brooklyn or New York, as general, gets a title out of it. I don't know. It's New York, but it's a, it's such a weak stronghold. I wanted to say Chicago, but they don't have any Freak talent out. in the NBA except for Dwayne Wade, who just retired, and Anthony and then Davis. Anthony Davis. Yeah. But neither okay, does New York. The they just have more talent than freaking Chicago. Look, I gotta say, it's, it's, I gotta say, fair. I gotta say that the country began in New York. It was the original hate... capital of this country. It's been a oh major city longer than any other city's been a major city. It built the first real mecca for sports, Madison Square Garden, before other cities. And so, what did you have there? Every event, early boxing, middle boxing. You had wrestling. Everything was there. And yeah, the Knicks play there, so everyone wants to be there because it's I in New York. I still can't say but what it's I not, want. No. No, oh. no, nobody wants to be in the garden. That's the thing. Oh, stop it! Look, okay, I'm done with oh, this. Julie's they don't want to be. No, ah! they don't want to be in a ah! Knicks uniform. I'm done <laughs> hearing what y'all have to say without me saying what I have to say. You here's say what deal. you have to say eighty percent of the show. Here's the deal. So, here's the Tell thing that I'm, I'm, I'm really. You keep doing this, and it's kind of like fam. Stop. So, dude, why do you keep bringing up stadiums? I think, honestly, and look, here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to get at. I think maybe Mecca's the wrong word because I'm thinking epicenter of the sport. It's why the hockey town, I think, conversation went better because when I was talking about Boston, you you all were like, oh, yeah, because it's obviously not TD Gardens as a hockey stadium. But you you keep bringing up stadiums, and honestly, that's secondary. Like, it helps as an enhancer, but y'all can't argue that the center of the basketball universe does not – come out of Gotham. All of the college ba- basketball tournaments, the major ones, want to be there. Whether it's the ACC, the Big East, the Big Ten, they've all tried it for a reason. And the 
former Big East tournament that was in Madison Square Garden was the biggest and most marquee non-NCAA basketball event there was. But the that's New the thing. York they want to be in the Garden. They'll take Barclays Center if they can't get the Garden, but they want to be in the Garden. But there's a reason for that because there are all because these it's kids the Garden and all this because talent it's all began. that grow up and play there. And while the basketball schools on a college level, St. John's in particular, haven't performed up to task, UConn, you could argue, is still very much a quote-unquote New York school, considering the campus is two and a half hours away. Which, again, was the whole thing Ryan and I were saying about Atlanta. But, point being, is that talent comes from there. There are major cultural staples Barely. there. Whether it's street ball, it whether it's and one, or whether it's the NBA. And here's the thing, and this is something that I think really needs to be talked about. There's a reason why, out of all the New York teams, like the New York Giants, for example, suck ass. People talk about them, but nobody talks about the New York Knicks getting back year over year over year over year as much as they do about the New York Knicks for a reason. The NBA, you know, desperately wants them to be good again. You know that the league in some total, whether it's the administration, whether it's the players, everybody else, they desperately want New York to be relevant again because a good NBA has a good New York. That is how New York's the largest media market in the country. Of course they want them to be good. NBA is the best it's ever been, like, ratings-wise now, and New York sucks. So you can have a good NBA without a good New York. For the majority of our lives... They've sucked for the majority of them being a franchise, but they're in New York, so they get put up on a pedestal. We've had this discussion. The most overrated franchise in the history of sports oh, is the New York no. Knicks. Two I don't championships. Know that overrates them. No, no, no. The way they're talked about is what overrates them. They're always a laughingstock. What do you mean? Now. They should have been long ago, because they have been outside of a brief time period, a, a good run of decade with Ewing. And Co. <laughs> That's it. Outside of a couple a couple runs at the end of the sixties, early seventies. This is the most stylish team of all time. I don't know. It's a it's a weaker hold than one it's guy. Been. It's still New York, but it's it's hanging on. By no, it. I now that is something I'm I do agree with. I think that it is steadily trending elsewhere because of the ineptitude of St. John's and just college basketball teams. Why? It's still New York. All the basketball comes from there, you just said. The talent level that they're putting out, like their best player in the NBA right now is who, Kyrie? Kyrie I think Kemba's Kemba's better than Kyrie, but... Okay, but he's still not a top, like, 15 player in the NBA. Ah, that's where we disagree again. I like Kemba Walker a lot, almost as much as anyone that does in the NBA. Not as much as me. <laughs> not better than Kyrie when it comes to skills on a basketball court. And I, he's I mean, not I don't care because at least Ky- Kemba's not going to sit there and tank Boston. No, I agree with that. And no, he's he going to stay on the floor. Charlotte he's going to be healthy. He's had a much healthier career <laughs> than Kyrie has. Kyrie's been hurt multiple times. Kemba's been healthy and stayed on the floor and produced. I'm not arguing he, that. He had Michael Jordan who decided that, you know, gambling's a great way to kill my father. But also, I'm going to run a t- franchise into the ground. So... I mean, I'm just... Well, I, we're Dan, to, and we're, Kyrie had Dan Gilbert. What's wrong with Dan Gilbert? He got the chip. Dan Gilbert's able to at least coerce the NBA into giving them first-round picks. Michael Jordan can't even do that because he gets kicked out of the league for working with mafiosos. 
Which, yes, by the way, my tune has changed so much ever since we talked about that last time. My eyes are opened. The facts are been laid out. And I just, oh, I don't think I've ever changed my opinion on something so strongly before. Uh, I, man. Whew. Go back to that cast thing, where we talked about conspiracies. You'll know what I mean. To, like, end the New York thing, the biggest thing for me is, like, going to New York and just seeing the way people from New York talk about basketball, whether it's any big-time personality from there, is they all love it, regardless of if they hate the Knicks, which some of them obviously are starting to turn on now. Everybody in New York loves basketball. Absolutely agree. That's what I'm saying. No argument here on that. <laughs> Apparently. No, no, no. There's no, no, no. As far Whoa! as people, word on the street, no argument. What is the O for, Ryan? I think he's here. Paul I said, Paul. Oh, I don't care. Paul's on. <laughs> well, but, I mean, we move on to the last one, which I think is arguably the hardest out of all of the sports. Because football, as we already had discussed, NFL, very difficult. But with baseball, like, what is the epicenter of baseball? I, can, I don't know, man. Like, Latin America, maybe? No, Williamsport. Williams. Wait, 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 wait. Is that um? Is that where they do the Little League World Series? Yep. I don't know about that. Oh, you damn right. That's the mecca. Okay. That's where the whole world wants to be in August. I feel like you. The whole have been there. world wants to be in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, in August. As soon as they that leave New York, New York. <laughs> you think? Wait, Ryan. You think it's New York is the center for that? Yeah. Huh. Baseball is pretty big there. Like every, I, I've never. I'll tell you, look, pretty big there. It's New York City. No, hold it's on, big. hold on. I when mean, it, the no, when it comes, so the Yankee hat has transcended baseball. That's true, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, short but the Yankees keep wearing. blowing up their stadiums and moving. What do you mean keep blowing up? They moved right. once. <laughs> what, the Yankee Stadium is the most iconic about? stadium. Is <laughs> is gone. The most iconic stadium is gone. They moved the house that, once. The house that they built is gone. Yeah, but you just acted like they is it not gone? Like six it's gone. times. So your and arguments now once. are Fenway. You made the argument Wrigley. that they moved more and they than have once. All the, all the most all the most famous baseball players. Oh yeah, it's the, I mean, for, yeah, for sure in, in history. We know who the freaking greatest of baseball is. It's absolutely the Pinstripes. I think well, that, so. Like this goes back to our blue blood discussion. Where if yeah, you haven't a bit, yeah. looked at it, look at it. But I was making the argument on there is I thought there was only one blue but blue blood wrong. in baseball <laughs> because they're so far ahead of everybody else, mm, and that's just kind of that's just kind of the same thing here. Is New York's mm. the New York's mm. the capital, the capital for baseball anyway? And Cooper obviously Cooperstown is a different city in the state of New York, but is. Oh man, is there? I don't think there's a. I don't think that's a coincidence that they put Cooperstown near where you know the Yankees, even the Mets play. Oh god, and the, Co- Met, the Mets Dude. still even have a fan base. Hold even on, if they, you know, I'd say they don't have the best history. Hold on, Cooperstown is in upstate New York, my guy. It's like eight hours away from New York City. It's a while up there. <laughs> you can get there though, subway, well, baby. <laughs> that's, I that's don't think so. Actually, Subways I don't think you're work. taking a subway to Cooperstown from from the city, uh, unless Jared Fogle drives you. But he's in prison, so we're about to try. <laughs> but uh, four hours away. Get out of here. Still, don't think you're taking the subway there. Closer uh, than Syracuse. 
I mean, and also Cooperstown and Williamsport are actually pretty close, so I think they're right or uh, closer closer than uh, fake team Buffalo. <laughs> fake team right, Buffalo. All right, but anyways, no, I now I think the thing that for New York that does kind of skew it a little bit for me is I I'm I'm for real now. I'm, I'm asking, whenever you have heard anyone who affiliates as a New York Yankees fan, are they ever dumb? Because I have never experienced someone who is a New York Yankee person. And maybe it's because a lot of them I've seen in the media. But just in general, it seems like New York Yankee fans, they know what's up. They know about the farm system. They know about about the, you know, the lineups, what they got to do. The players that they need to be going after. Like all that kind of stuff. Like way more than general fans do. And Tiger fans are also much more intelligent as a u- overall co- like group. But I think Yankee fans, in terms of like sports IQ, arguably one of the biggest. And they are also one of the biggest fan bases, too. Oh, they crazy. No, no, they crazy. And not one of. They are the biggest fan base when it comes to baseball. Um, They're super smart, is, though. Is, is Mike Francesa a Yankees fan? No, I think he's a he Mets fan. I think he's a Met. Yeah, I think he's a Met. But, no, they crazy. Like, my pops and I went to a game before they blew up the stadium against the oh, Orioles. God. We just happened to be in New York. And they blew it up. Like, desecrated it with <laughs> bombs. It's, it's the ninth inning. Yankees are down a couple runs to the Orioles. Orioles are not a good team that year. Yankees are a good team, so it's kind of surprising. And... Like, the Yankees are in this rally to get back in this game. And this one dude is standing in, like, the, the walkway area. And is and these this usher would come by and make him go back to his seat. And as soon as the usher left, his friends were, like, fighting him to get back. Like, they're screaming at him like they freaking hate him. The words coming out of their mouth to get his ass back down to that spot because that's where he was when the Yankees were doing well. And they're losing their freaking <laughs> minds in this. And I'm, my dad and I are watching this. And like, this is amazing. Like, awesome. this is a game in like the middle of summer, so it's not all that important. It's not like it's near the playoff race. And it's against the Orioles who suck. And... They're losing their minds to get their boy back down to that spot every time the usher would walk back away because that's where he was standing when they, when the, when they were making their run. And they're literally like, if you don't go there and they lose, we're going to freaking kill you. It's funny yeah, they're how nuts. The, the sport that has embraced like math and psychoanalyzing their sport as much as possible are also the most superstitious. That's that's a gr- that's. I'm not being patronizing. Oh, yeah. That is a great story. That's awesome. But see, it's 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 almost like cheating when you're picking these towns like Boston and New York just because of how old they are and how much a lot of these sports really oh, began. No West Coast cities, there. huh? Well, yeah, but not even not even Midwest cities, not even down South cities. We're talking, you know. I will say, really, where Detroit the countries begin. For a while, real good baseball town. They really were, but y'all with this rebuild have really started to be some dumbasses. I'll be honest. <laughs> Yo, the 80s in general, Detroit was a great sports town. 80s into early 90s, Detroit was a great sports town, period. Like, they loved their Tigers, they loved their Lions, they loved their Pistons, they loved their Red Wings. Except for the Wings. The Wings were terrible in the 80s. Yeah, but then then you started to have that initial surge. Yeah, Yeah, their surge came when Tigers surge dropped. Ah... I think the dude, the Tigers are up there. Just because people are ambivalent about it now doesn't mean they don't care. Tigers can't get like eight thousand people See, at a game. But, but there's a lot of Tigers people. They're just choosing not to for a very good reason. See, that's the thing. You can't take paying good money to watch a bad product. Yeah, like they're money smart we can't consumers. Afford <laughs> I'm not going to be mad. Tigers tickets are so cheap. 
Well, but look, when you, you have can get into the game, only eight thousand get into the game. Clearly cheap. shows get super cheap. it clearly shows that the consumers are intelligent about it. You you can't tell me that the Tigers don't have outside the lines the biggest fan base. They absolutely do. We got AJ and right, Don. Said they they only care about the Lions consistently. No, it's the Tigers too, man. There's a lot of Tigers diehards who that are way more into them than the Lions. I, I, you know, both of us know a lot of those people. Okay, you guys were both living, you know, in Detroit the last time the Tigers made runs at the at the, at the World Series. Debate. What was the city like? Uh, it was great, but they were making runs. Oh so no! Oh, oh six was. Oh six felt. And, and, and while, yeah, sure, I was in sixth grade, like, I, I remember enough about that. Uh, I will, 06 was definitely what I would imagine a Lions playoff run is going to be like. Like, that was something else. The other the other runs were like, all right, well, we're good. But 06 was such a surprise. After well, because 06 so was the shitty. first. I mean, the first since they were good But it was 80s, also quick. And that's part of 90s. It was a surprise, you know? It would be right. like if the Lions this year were like, bam. All of a sudden, they're in the NFC title game. Like, and I, and I think that has a like lot our, to do with it. I mean, we've seen we've TV. seen recent championships from the Wings and the Pistons. We haven't seen any from the Tigers and Lions. Eighty four for the Tigers the last time, and jack freaking shit for the Lions since nineteen fifty seven. But I think the thing that's kind of tripping me up about this a little bit is that I hear about Detroit in baseball a ton more than I hear about Detroit in the NFL in terms of positive notes. Like, people talk about Detroit as a baseball town all the time as much as the hockey comparisons. And I would argue I hear it a lot more, especially with the wings dipping. I don't hear about how great Detroit is as an NFL city, but I do hear it about baseball for the AJs and the Dons of the world that that we know. And all my buddies from high school that are way Don more diehard. about the, the Lions and the Tigers. But uh, see, that's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know a lot of people that the Tigers are, are what they care about, not not at the Lions, not nearly as much. It's just a thing. Baseball in this I mean, town the, has a has a their, different perspective. Like it just has a different history. Didn't even care enough about them to not throw hands. And also, okay, here's a here's another point. I know it's kind of a weird point, but Sully, when he does his old man voice, there's a reason that he talks about Tigers guys instead of other sports. Because I mean, he said what did he say last time? Bobby Lane and Al K Line. That's a lion and a tiger. The re- no, hold on. He said Al K Line and Ty Cobb and and Willie whatever and Bobby his name Lane. is. No, but the point yeah. being is that the Tigers historic like okay where um, Matt was talking about like we talk about Boston New York because they've been around forever. Well, Detroit as a sports town, the Tigers basically built Detroit as a sports city. Absolutely. That is what they did. And that's why I think that this city identifies with baseball a hell of a lot better than a lot of city. I think Detroit is a bigger baseball town than Chicago is. Like, for real, I do. Top to bottom. I'm dead serious about that. Uh, and while, yeah, it was great with the Cubs winning the World Series and whatnot, I think that the Tigers, uh, just overall, thick and thin, whatever, the problem is this rebuild makes y'all look they really stupid. Well, not thin, clearly. Cause... Again, why are you, com- <laughs> why are you talking about attendance? Why is that the barometer? Who gives a shit about attendance? All that shows is how stupid you are to go look at a 31 and 71 product. Good for Tiger fans to not show up to games. If anything, that shows that they're better fans than the Lions fans, dumbasses are. It's also not fair. You got 81 home games compared to 8. 
So the Lions fans are still going to show up because they literally only have eight chances to see him live. You got Why eighty-one is that chances. A barometer to see for good or bad is if no, no, you I'm show not saying up it is. I don't. I, look, like, I've already made the argument that I think uh, our economy has killed all sports as far as attendance is concerned because sure. of the fact of how much it is to go see games versus how much people are not getting paid more compared to everything else costing more. So I've already made that that sentiment clear on my part. I'm saying in terms of the Lions and people always showing up, they literally only have eight chances. So you're going to get enough to show up with those eight chances. The Tigers, there's 81 home games. There's plenty of chances. And so you're not going to get full stadiums all the time, not even close, especially when the product is bad. But you, and that, But the thing is, you as a fan, in order to incite change, need to talk with your wallet and things aren't gonna change if you show up like a bunch of drones i mean like okay college football like i i believe the number is only like eight teams sold out like i know for a fact clemson only fills like 80 percent of the stadium on average but you're gonna tell me that death valley isn't they're not great fans down there because they don't do a hundred percent attendance stop it i I hate that it's a hundred percent it's just piss poor like, there's such a difference between filling up 95% of your stadium or even 80% in 25. But why is that your barometer for somehow that's a bad thing? It's not the only barometer. So if you went on, if you grabbed Detroit, not grabbed Detroit, if you got, got 10 people in Detroit and you asked them to name three players on the Tigers, they get one that's with Miguel Cabrera. Indi- that's not more of an indication the of the volatility of the roster. Maglio Ordonez. So then how can you say they care about a team if they're not watching them on TV to at least know the players, if they're not listening to them on the radio to know the players, or if they're not going to the games? But how are you how going, you, to, how you how are you going to sit there and also ask them, hey, you know this team that all of these guys that are on the roster won't be here in a because year, two years, Because if you're watching years? them every day because you're still a fan of the team, you should know who's at bat. You should know who's pitching. They are speaking with the product that is on hand. They are not the worst fans. <laughs> but, okay, again, it's also... That's, yeah, that's called that's, the Fairweather fan. No, it's not. It's called knowing <laughs> that your time is valuable. Because Just because Tigers fans aren't going to sit there and tell you who is catcher doesn't mean they're not serious fans. They just know this product is shit. None of these players are going to be on the roster. So why should I care? This isn't like the Chicago White Sox where the entire starting nine are going to be on really serious contending teams for the next five years. Nobody on this roster matters. So why are you sitting there and acting like, oh, you don't which know is, them? Which so is you're why nobody knows about them because they don't care when they're bad. It's not about not caring. It's about knowing when your time should be used toward this team or not. This it whole is about not caring. They don't care to watch. Well, Paul's here. I can hear the background noise. <laughs> I, I can hear the static. Pat Caputo cares what. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's going after Dennis Fithian like I'm going after Ryan in this in this segment. Hey, we us. got all four of us. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah, hooray! Paul, Paul, help me out. Extreme Mike difficulty. Yeah, apparently, Paul, I need your help on this because Ryan's it like Paul's Ryan. on the TV with the <laughs> black and gray fuzzy. Oh yeah, where's his tuner? <laughs> We interrupt this program to bring you a special message. Man, that was a good Paul, conversation. Paul comes in it. and messes it up. You wanted help. I came. To but your talk aid. then. I'm like a less shitty talk student. Talk then. <laughs> You're such a dick. Well, you, 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 I want to know what you need help Okay, so, right, so we're talking about, because we already went over, and I'm just going <laughs> to briefly listening. summarize. He's like a Tiger fan. No, stop. How, he, how would he be listening? Because <laughs> <laughs> anyway. he's been on Discord. <laughs> okay, so. It wasn't working. Here's the thing. So, 
We were talking about Mecca, Mecca's epicenters, whatever. So for hockey, we all pretty no, no, much no. agree. Hang on, hang on. You don't have to give him the whole damn rundown. Talk about <laughs> right? your argument. Why? 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 I'm, I'm actually so fine. Ryan I wasn't going to interrupt you, Dylan. He was yelling, go green in Ann Arbor. so mean. But anyways, so Ryan Dylan, is, do- Ryan ignore, is doing this stuff. Ignore the haters. Tell me what so you're So Ryan is doing this stuff because we're talking about baseball towns. And I, I've been making a really hard contention that I think that as a baseball town, Detroit is really, really good. Nationally, they're talked about all the time more than they are as an NFL town because I think that there are really serious and really intelligent Tiger fans. Because we were talking about how New York is probably the episode center and i was talking about how the yankees as fans are really intelligent with the sport and ryan is using criticisms of eight thousand fans showing up to games people not knowing the roster as a criticism that detroit fans as baseball are not good they're not paying any attention but it's because the they don't care because they because are smart mad. enough to know That's why not they don't to care. invest all right all right hold on so we need to set some inaccuracy straight because i see that in my absence ryan has just went wild so first of all in Detroit, the Tigers are number two, and there are not a lot. Are they of close number two? I didn't say they weren't number two. Are they close number two? I think they're they're a lot closer than people think. To the Lions, he's saying. Paul. See now that's I well, clearly <laughs> damn that's a tough one. Damn, that's that's <laughs> that that five. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Israel, you dumbass. God damn. <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's a hard one because Ooh. Lions fans are deranged, so it's uh it's really hard to delve into their mind and kind of figure out exactly how close it is. But the Tigers are unique, and it's one of those things that no matter how good or bad they are, listen, people aren't gonna pay their hard-earned money to go to the games when they're awful. Saying. Because let's face it. Listen, you look at a good product, and I know it's different sports and we're kind of apples and oranges here, but I'll use this as an example. The L.A. Rams. Oh, yeah. You're talking the NFL. You're talking about a team that was a Super Bowl contender, and they could not fill their stadium. There's a myriad of reasons for that, but let's face it, attendance in sports for the most part is down. Matt and said that. If it is not a product worth going to see, people aren't going to now. But that doesn't mean that they don't care. There are other ways to care. Listen, they still listen to the radio. The, That's the actually not true. Get Ra- radio, the radio ratings for the Tigers on the radio are down. Oh, because nobody cares about them. Well, they're, no, they're <laughs> down, but they are still respectable, which is a difference. Of course they're down from when the team is interesting and when they have the chance to actually make the playoffs and make some noise. But people still pay attention, and people still care they're still they're not happy that the tigers suck nobody nobody it, it's not like they're like eh, it's no big deal the lions and we're just used to them sucking but the tigers were good for over a decade of contention people are upset people hate avila they do not like chris illich they think the team is headed in the wrong direction and people are mad That's about it saying. Look at look at Pat Caputo. He's about to come to blows with one of the nicest people at 97-1 because he can't handle the fact killing. that we're in the midst of a rebuild. I mean, but and I know it's an extreme example, but I think it's 
crazy to point to attendance and say it wasn't. It oh, wasn't just attendance. They don't care. No, but no, but again, no, it, 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 no, he about, was saying the fact that you know these fans can't name the players because they don't know who they that's are. That's such they're not a dumb because they're not watching on TV. It's because, because they rotate on the radio. Be, it's because they, they wind up they've rotating taken this guys team completely out of their existence. Okay. Also, you're sitting. So you want it? That's not. Oh, your average Detroit sports fan could name the relevant players. But there aren't any because they all suck. The players they can't name are the legitimately completely irrelevant bit pieces that not only will not be here in the future, but are are just placeholders that are just holding a spot until our prospects and our farm system and guys that aren't even on this team yet are ready to take it. And you cannot blame fans, regardless of how in tune they are, for not locking those names into existence. Listen, these, these guys know who Candelario is. They know who Matthew Boyd is. They know who Shane Green is. Okay, uh, Forgive them if they don't know the little guys that don't mean anything and aren't going to be here in Candelario any is a little guy. this team. Because that's not what... Fandom I do want to point out, Paul, you've been literally saying B for B what I've been saying. And not to say that you aren't, aren't being eloquent. I'm just That's why I said help me, because I knew you would agree with my sentiment. I, 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 I missed the part where Dylan brought up the farm system. <laughs> I 100% said that they were guys that weren't going to be here in a year, and you can't I, I, be upset for them it, leaving. It cut out. What did I, I missed for like 30 I seconds. said that you've been saying what I've been saying beat for beat. And it's not that you weren't eloquent about it, but that's why I said help me, because I knew we would agree on this. I just, I just knew. means you're both wrong. No, we're not Well, wrong. there's not much to not agree on. I mean, it's just fact. It, it, but again, I did say it about the farm system, because it was guys who are never, n- inconsequential. Can you guys hear me? Yes, I can yeah. hear you. But you've been, uh, look, point being, I think we made our point extremely clear. And I think it is yep. time for us to go towards the burnt furnace, unless anyone has anything else to scorch on this conversation. I have a question ah. about this conversation. Ah. Were you pointing to Detroit as a No, Bronco? I was saying no, no, it was no. just a really good baseball okay. town. Like, yeah. I said that it's okay. a better baseball town I was a than little, Chicago. I was a little I, we were just... Although, I, well, there is no argument that Detroit is not a great place for baseball. And it's not just the fans. You have a new stadium that is extremely It's not cool. new at all. It's 20 have... years old. It's, it's 20 years old. It's, it's Camerica. Like it's Park. It's not a new stadium. It is new by sports No, it's not. Sports Field is still new. The, okay. The is Texas, Comerica 20 years old? It's 20 years old. It, it opened I in 2000. A Texas Rangers are leaving a stadium that's younger than that. Ford Field. Yasiel Puig to the Indians. Yeah. Speaking Texas. of baseball. To the Indians. Did it happen? Yeah. Please to give the up? Indians. Trevor Bauer to the Reds. No, they asked. And then Padres Dude. are all okay, no, no, no. Too, but for real. Not, uh... I'm so Okay, confused. so so I'm gonna Hold give up. some context for this. So Trevor three team deal. So Trevor Bauer was was got gotten rid of by the Indians, and I think part of the reason why, and y'all should look this up. So he had a really bad outing. I think yesterday or two days ago, like really bad for the Indians. He got so frustrated, he turned around and threw a baseball over center field. I saw it. Oh, I that saw that. Geez. That was hilarious. I, you won that guy. Like, no, I'm, but he, no, but he's been really bad this year. Like it, That outing so, was indicative of his season. And them getting Puig. Puig's actually done an eye job in Cincinnati. And they need some bat power. So I'm all for it. I think that was a good move by the Indians. Because Puig's the GOAT. I actually really like Puig. I've always liked uh, him. He never hit but for average, though, and he needed to really change his back. I did not bat. think... I thought 
Cleveland was actually going to buy at the deadline, but I thought that meant they weren't going to deal Bob. Nah, he, he's just been – he just didn't fit very – and now that – because to be fair, Mike Clevenger had been out for most of the year. Now he's back. Clevenger in his last five outings has been bomb. So they don't really need Bauer in their rotation. They got a solid rotation as is. They needed somebody like Puig. I think it's a – for the Indians, I think it's a great move. At least something happened during the trade. The Cardinals night. better watch out. The Reds are making a push for that central. All right. You know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so over this shit. Oh, my God. I mean, mm, you little shitheads. Look, Pedro Strop is on the 10-day IL, and the Cubs just got David Phelps from Toronto, so there's finally a reliever who hopefully doesn't give up a 5 ERA in the cleanup spot. God. All right, I'm not. Nope, we're the, we're not doing this. It's on to bird furnace. It's fantastic because it's what it's what Tigers fans went through for so long. It's like the bullpen and is so bad. <laughs> the, the the thing is, like, it's I feel your pain so much because there's a lot of like bits on teams, and it's like everyone complains about something, but a lot of them don't come to reality like constantly. Like the Cubs, it's every single night they're blowing the lead. It's it's incredible. It's really and also against incredible. shit teams too, which makes it way worse. We're moving on to the burnt furnace. Cue the flames. Cue the cars. What room, are we burning? Room, room. So I don't, I'm actually because there's a group of us, and I think there's a lot of discussion here. No baseball, because to be fair, we're not going to be able to be timely on any of this kind of stuff. Because a lot of trades will be happening. Is when Trevor Bauer going to get out. traded? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, camp has been starting up. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, we're starting off with the gridiron. And, Ryan, I've been, I, I want to hear from you first because we've been talking about this on and off. This is one of your dudes. And I'll tell you what. Crazy stuff coming out. So, Zeke Elliott may not wind up getting what he wants after all. During a one-on-one interview today with CBS 11 Sports, Jerry Jones addressed the current holdout of Ezekiel Elliott as the team moves along with their training camp in Oxnard, California. Elliott is seeking a new contract, as we had said. He is on, he's on two years remaining on his rookie deal. Uh, the owner was asked about the comparison between Ezekiel Elliott and Cowboys legend Emmett Smith, as the two have made impressive marks with the franchise, this is what Jones had to say. The point there is, you don't have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. Emmett was the first one to do it. And the reason that he's bringing that up is because there was a dilemma that Jones was talking about when he brought up was that it's known throughout the league that a high caliber running back isn't necessarily required to win a title. Gentlemen, Ryan first. It really doesn't seem like Zeke is going to get paid now that Jerry's putting his foot down. What do you think is going to happen with this situation? I don't think Zeke's going to get paid. I don't think he's going to hold out this year. I'm not sure why Jerry Jones is being so stingy. He's probably not going to be alive for an extension that they give Zeke Jeez. anyway. So he's just get a get a Super Bowl while while he can still enjoy. It. We are some, some catty hoes, all of us. My goodness. Oh, my. <laughs> Sitting on a mound of Morton. Speaking so. of owners, I don't want to derail the question, but Dylan never apologized to Robert Kraft. <laughs> for what? The sex ring. What do you mean for what? For the sex ring that wasn't? 
I don't know of what you speak because we're talking about Jerry Jones right now. And Ryan just <laughs> wants. Ryan wished death upon a man. That's way worse than anything I've done. I didn't wish, he didn't it. wish I death just, upon him. He, he predicted it. I just playing my He predicted it. He just predicted Predict, it. Predicting is different. All right. I know exactly why he's posturing. That's what that is. By, By the way, I did want to. Uh, I have an anecdote. Um. Number one, uh, part of the reason why Jones is probably talking about this is because Zeke is not in training camp. He is in like Aruba or some shit. He's in and Cabo. And also, there you go. He's in Cabo, San Lucas. And also, the Cowboys did just sign another running back. So. Alfred Morris. Yep. Alfred Morris, baby. Alfred Morris is actually pretty solid. He's a solid too. A little chubby, but he's yeah, pretty five solid. Five years ago. Jerry Jones is posturing oh, yeah. right now. We all know Jerry Jones likes his stars. He doesn't like to let him go. Although... In certain instances, he has shown a little bit of intelligence. But he wants Zeke there. But I think maybe he's not dumb enough to pay Zeke what Zeke wants. I hope that's the case. And you don't need a running back. You don't. So out of the top, what, 10, 9 or 10 rushing leaders last year, all the 1,000-yard backs, two of them made the playoffs. Two of them. You don't need a rush. This is 2019, guys. And I know Spoilers. ridiculous Cowboy fans are going to be like, oh, the last time the last time we won a Super Bowl, we had the league's leading rusher. Uh, you had a great offensive line. Emma Smith is trash. And you've had the leading rusher like eight times since then. And haven't you won also a had a pretty game. damn good quarterback. So I don't, want to hear, I don't want to hear what happened 30 – I don't even know how long it's been since I won a Super Bowl. Long-ass time. Almost long as freaking Lions won a playoff game. It is not almost – that is almost. That's really close. That's five year difference. When who won the play, when who won the Super Bowl? The Cowboys. I said playoff game. I their their oh, Super Bowl. I got I you, got you, got almost you, been as long since we won a playoff game. Yeah. Anyways, so you don't need it. They get paid way more than they need to. They've shown to be extremely replaceable. Put that money into your offensive line. Put that money into finding a new quarterback. Which let's be real, the Zeke extension doesn't matter nearly as much as what they do with Dak Prescott. Well, that's it. You guys do your thing. Well, I think you hit it. I mean, it, to me, it's, you know, you need a great quarterback in today's day and age. You need that more than anything else. And then followed by a really good offensive line to give that quarterback time. And then someone out there to catch the ball because that's where our offense has gone. And having a great running back, great, as long as you have everything else around it. But there's been two leading, you know, rushing leaders to, ever, to win the Super Bowl. It was Emmitt Smith and it was TD, Terrell Davis. That's it. So it's not obviously a, you know, a requisite to have to have that to win a championship. There's outside noise, been outside noise about Elliot. There's another outside noise now saying that there was a cover-up and a car accident he was in, and you know maybe that's playing a factor in Zeke getting a little less money. I think he gets paid. I don't think he gets the you know the contract that he's looking for. I think Jerry Jones has been at this a long time, and maybe too long in some people's minds, as some Cowboys fans are spurned on him, but. Elliott's great. You got to have him, but you need to have a better quarterback than Dak Prescott to go far in the playoffs. Well, I think it's great that Jerry's finally putting his foot down because he, because he winds up picking these dudes. He winds up loving them. He wants to be their best friend and he feels hurt and, and he's finally coming back and hitting back a little bit. Colin Cowherd's been all over this trolling Zeke with this nonsense. That's where I heard it from first. And I'm like, oh, oh. Jerry's changing his tune. When does he ever do stuff like this? He's serious, I think. And I don't think he's getting that extension, but I do think he's a hard-headed enough kid. Clearly, his decision-making is awful. And I think he will sit out, and I think he's going to be like Le'Veon Bell, and he's going to get far less than what he was looking for. 
moving right along to not letting stuff go, Paul, as you mentioned. This is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard, but New Orleans simply can't let it go. You all know what I mean when I say they can't, or what it is they can't let go of. On Monday, Orleans Parish Civil District Court Judge Nicole Shepard said the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and three league officials involved in the call should sit for a deposition in New Orleans, according to NOLA.com. It comes after the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the judge's decision to allow the suit to move forward. This is so pathetic. Talking about love. Gotta hold them accountable. Let's go, New I Orleans. I wish people cared this much when it was the Lions in this position. You want to see Tigers fans doing I mean, that? New Orleans <laughs> has won a Super Bowl. New Orleans has this is won wild and out, man. They have been relevant. This is you know what this is? Loser this is, dumb. This is low class. Yes, this is this is what a Lions like team would do. Not a team that's won a Super Bowl. Not a team that team's not doing quarterback. it. Not a team. Oh, okay. One playoff. I mean, game. this is the entire. You know, it's your city as the an owner team said period. that she was going to try to sue the NFL. <laughs> like this is definitely the team trying this. They had a Super Bowl that- stolen from them. Oh my God! What you want them to do? Stop! Out of and control. Also, no, hold on. You said stole from them. I'm sorry. Did that game go to overtime? Uh, I'm sorry. Team? They should have had that Hold game on. won. You're, oh, again, we've right. had this oh, argument. The Paul, help me out. Help me out. They have to win twice? Should they have to win twice? No, they had the game won. They shouldn't have to win twice. Hold on. This is just like the Lions thing. I'm sorry. Did Matthew Stafford still have a possession after that pass interference? It's not like the Lions thing at all. Because they not, had that directly affected the Saints win. Okay. This is the most loser thing I've ever heard. Are you kidding me? It's first and goal of the two if they make the right call. They had an entire overtime to try to rectify things. It shouldn't have gone to overtime. But it did. Why are you punishing them to make them win twice? Don't punish them. Make the right call. We missed out on one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. We missed out on Breeze and Brady in our best chance to get it. Two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. How many Super Bowls have there been with two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time going head to head? Not that many. And we had one robbed from us. Get out of here. What? This feels like the OJ murder trial. (laughs) Like we all know what happened, but somehow the other side is winning. Oh my God. Look, this is all this really ma- all that really matters now is New Orleans is clearly not going to have a very good season. They are so wrapped up in the past, they're Michigan State fans. Like, dude, stop. Get well, they don't, they over don't sign it. Michael Thomas or not. Uh, okay, you, well, that you clearly fixed. weren't listening last time because they don't need him. And also, they're not oh, even no, they still to, uh, need him. No, they don't. I understand Drew Brees spreads the ball. Hold you need your Michael Thomas. Hold on. Oh, my God. What did I miss? Last week when we talked about how Michael Thomas was holding out for a deal. Were you not? You were clearly. You are a part of that conversation. Yeah, I. I just wasn't sure you were. Okay. Right. Regardless, New Orleans. He's there. He Double just wasn't present. Uh, he wasn't listening. Just like it whenever he's not on the cast. But anyways, look, this is loserdom to a T. This is what I hate in sports, where people dwell on shit. Move on. Like, you can't change it. I don't care if you, oh, they took a Super Bowl from you. Well, now you're preventing yourself from possibly getting one by gripping to the past. Dude. What about Jonathan Taves now moving on? 
Well, see, I, I actually love the petty shit. Like, I am a lover of petty this things. This is like ridiculous. This, but there has to be time, place, context. First of all, you got a rule change because of it. True story. So you can't act like people didn't care. Like, they did the biggest possible thing that they reasonably could have been expected. Preventing to for the future. I would have loved to see it. They were never going to go back and fix that game. It doesn't happen in sports, period. It's never going to. Would I like that? Sure, but I'm a nut. Yeah, soccer's so done that before. they did... They did. Let's let's not talk about officiating in governments <laughs> and governments leagues when it comes to soccer. Don't have time for that. <laughs> you know exactly. No, there are riots but stopping games. <laughs> they changed the rule. All right, like they did the thing. They were like, "Our bad. You got both." But also put into context what you are. You are the New Orleans Saints. You've had. Plenty of success. Mm. Should be right back here next year. Yeah, the year. defense. You would Shut win up. more than one Super Bowl. I think they've had seven years of success in their entire history. <laughs> like, the reason it stings so much as a Lions fan, what happened to us, is because we knew at that time that was our shot. And we knew there might not be another you one. You had tomorrow. another possession. We're Lions fans. Oh we God. hadn't had the success. And we knew that there was no success looming in the future. Like, that was it. All right, I, I'm asking for and a real question. they threw the flag and picked it up. I'm That's a, what made it hold on. I, They didn't even dismiss it. They threw it, and they were like, I have a serious ah, question. I have a serious that question here, because apparently I am the only person here who does this. Am I the only one who keeps my teams accountable? Like, for real? Because... I, no, you're just so the only one that ignores egregious errors affecting your team. Because you winning. can't change them. It's just like when Luana K. Simon winds up getting a payout. I can't change that. <laughs> That was the most random anecdote. But it's accurate. Like, I can't change shit. And while, yeah, it's messed up and I'm kind of frustrated about it, I can't change anything about so it. I'm, Shit's I'm corrupt. I'm not wax philosophical like I did in our messenger the other night, but your version of accountability is kind of like your version of unbiased and not letting your fanhood creep into things. It has the same issue. You just rail too far in the other way. Whereas if you understand both and can be objective, you can hold your team accountable while realizing that things completely out of their control is what I'm going to give in. you a perfect example. No, I'm, no, I'm going to give you a perfect example of why I disagree It's not going to be perfect. It is. The Nebraska game that Michigan State played against in 2015. It, it, you went to hold the on, playoff. Hold on. Hold on. While, yes, we got boned. And while yes, if if for whatever reason that dude that official saw the man run fifty yards out of bounds <laughs> and back in, could we possibly win that game? Absolutely. But you know what else? I ain't bitching and moaning because we this didn't play a good game. We didn't no, but we didn't play a good game. I I don't care if there You're was not bitching and moaning because you won the Big Ten title. No, the at but the let's, time. Let's... Also, number one, I did call that we would lose. That does help because we never win in Nebraska, and I've been right about that. That forever in a day but also we played like shit and also we had opportunities and didn't capitalize and that's why i have issue with with every single thing like this so it's my always an issue with your example and i'm not saying there's not better examples my problem with your example is it depends on who you play you had no business being in a game with nebraska you should have torched nebraska it is different when you are playing an elite opponent because you're not going to play a perfect game. When you are playing an opponent that is around your skill level and no one plays a perfect game, 
things do have a huge impact on the game that are outside of your control. And that's where the gripe comes from. Whereas Nebraska, as much as you got screwed, you can sit back and be like, dude, there's no way that we should possibly have been in that position because we were so much better than them. That's my beef. Well, speaking of talent gaps, we have my favorite story of the burnt furnace so far. Absolutely. Oh, man. All right, Ryan, I know you love this dude, but he he's going on another level. John Gruden is enamored with Nathan Peterman. Yes, Nathan what? Peterman. Come on, John. NFL fans everywhere besides in Oakland let out a loud collective chuckle when John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders signed Nathan Peterman last December. Peterman spent two terrible years with the Buffalo Bills before him being cut last year, mostly because he is statistically one of the worst QBs to ever play the game of professional football. Gruden, whose enthusiasm and love for the game can often lead him to say some wild things, raved about Peterman before the 2017 draft, saying he looked like a pro QB who could take over a team from day one and has repeated those sentiments in training camp. Ryan, your guy is wilding. Colin Kaepernick's strongest evidence for exclusion case. It's Nathan Peterman contracts. That's so terrible. I'm so sad. Especially for someone that's supposed to be like a quarterback guru. And this is the man yeah, that thought, he picks out. I'm surprised that he didn't throw a how the hell is Connor Cook not on a team that Nathan Peterman isn't there. Is there anybody on a team that Nathan Peterman? I, I don't know why we're talking about a backup right? quarterback right That's now. all I was going to say. Why are we talking about and a backup I quarterback? I also don't know why we're talking about a guy who looked bad in Buffalo, as if Buffalo is this fertile ground oh, of don't talk! Don't talk about Buffalo. A great position for a young quarterback to be in. Listen, I, I will trust if John Gruden says, you know what? First of all, he's hyping his guy. He just signed him. I mean, what's he going to say? He's trash? He could have just not just signed him garbage. and saved himself the they breath. They need a backup quarterback. He liked him coming out of college. He saw some things in him that he thought he could develop. So let him see if he can develop into a good backup quarterback. And again, why are we talking about a backup quarterback? Anyways. The reason why we are talking about Peterman is because there has been a lot of rumors out of Raider camp that Derek Carr and Gruden haven't necessarily clicked a lot. And hearing this stuff from Gruden about a horrible quarterback as possibly, you know, oh my God, he could start. And imagine with Antonio Brown and that entire offense that they have, that John Gruden would be like, you know what, David Carr, sit down. I'm going to put in Nathan Peterman instead. That is the height of hubris. It's not going to happen. I mean, okay. I, I think that you're yeah. underestimating this where, man. Where did you fan. hear that he was talking about starting him? I heard it was him be, you know, winning the number two job. No, that's not what he said. That's not no, what he said. No, I'm not saying that. The, point, the reason why everybody's laughing and bringing it up is because there has been a lot of documentation that Carr and him aren't tight. So if Nate Peterman is the number two, reason would state if he's he is not seeing what he wants to see out of Carr, he's going to put Peterman in. And he is hilarious. not going to put Peterman in over, over Carr. There's no way. Why do you? Why are you so sure about that? I, because like, Carr is Carr leaps is and bounds better with a broken leg than Peterman is. You no, hey, you believe that, but do you know for certain that that uh, John Gruden does? Yes, I do know uh, for certain that John Gruden does. I don't know, man. 
The man likes to mix stuff up. He's not out of his damn mind. Okay. Well, we move right along then uh, from Nathan Peterman to somebody of value, but will not see the field. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I telegraphed this from the start, and I'm going to pat myself on the back for this, but the Cincinnati Bengals, whoo-hoo-wee. A.J. Green adds to the Bengals' injury woes. A.J. Green's time frame to return to the field is now longer than previously anticipated. Word up to all you fantasy users out there. Keep this in mind. Following his ankle surgery on Tuesday, Green is expected to miss multiple regular season games. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported. Bengals coach Zach Taylor confirmed the news Tuesday afternoon. Ryan, I know you and I talked about this, and I said the Bengals weren't going to be to bet the under that they're going to be lo- losing at least 11 games. It seems like it's going to be worse now. The Bengals can't catch a break. Yeah, it sucks for them. Uh, might be a blessing in disguise if they get you know a quarterback or somebody they really like they uh in the next draft but losing jonah williams and then losing aj green not very not very bro of the Bengals or the injury gods i that was the initial timeline i saw i saw 48 weeks on aj green and that is missing regular season games so i don't it's like whatever jonah williams is arguably just as big of a loss because their offensive line's not great. Andy Dalton can't stay upright, and if he was, he's not going to hit open open AJ Green anyway. So it's like whatever. Um, I, I mean, this team has just been completely passed up. They're in a tough division in which every team has gotten better, and they're going to be fighting with the Ravens for the seller. And it's I, both teams kind of could use it. To me, the Bengals and the Giants, you got two inconsequential teams right now that injuries suck, been bit hard before the season even gets underway, but it wasn't going to matter anyway. Neither one of these teams are going to do anything. Uh, All right, let's not compare the Bengals. Of course I get Big injuries to bad teams. I think, I mean. The Giants are doing a rebuild correctly. Okay, but they're still a bad football team. Wait, what do you mean? The Bengals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Uh, by drafting Daniel Jones. Yeah, by d- yeah. first off, drafting Jan- Daniel Jones higher than everyone else in the league had him projected. So, but also, I also, personally. Eli Manning. What do you mean? So, I'll explain very quickly. While I personally thought Dwayne Haskins was the best quarterback in the draft, it's, I think it's It's because they traded one, for Jabril Peppers, that's why. Even two <laughs> went ahead of him. Now I figured yeah, it out. Yeah, I think they should have taken Dwayne Haskins. You got it. But knocking a team for their evaluation of a quarterback <laughs> before he's even he played a game is ridiculous. And Eli Manning being there is, is perfect for your rebuild. You sit your rookie so that he can learn and you tank games. Why would you not want so to? So you're, you're wasting Saquon Barkley and waiting for next year right. when he pulls the same move Ezekiel Elliott's right. pulling this year. You, right, until you have to overpay Saquon. That's right. You're losing all these games and, and wasting say, your freaking work. And you're going to say, hey, we have three more years of team control. Suck a knob. But that, that's not his sit. point. The point is, is that you're... He's not going to sit. Oh, why, why would he not? I mean, again, you're... What do you mean, why? You what are going to sit for three hold years? Hold on. You are think uh, you are thinking of this in the wrong perspective because you're thinking, oh well, I'm a running back, so I should just be fatalistic and understand I got six years in the league, and if I get anything else, I should be happy. That's not how these guys think. They see what's going on in the NBA, and they think that they deserve and are worth more, misguided or not. Le'Veon Bell, they see C.J. McCollum get a hundred million dollars for three years, and they're like, hey, right. 
Hey, he's hey, worth man. it though. I'm better than his trash yeah. ass. This man, this man, you first of all, Jesus. he went number two overall. He has like I don't know, 28 million guaranteed as long as he plays. So the amount of money he would be pissing away is you underestimate the stubbornness of grown ass men. You would think especially would coming from you, like from really? Lavian Bell, because that completely blew up in his face. <sighs> And the man is not going to not play football for three years to make him right. and lose $20 million. You're right. He's no, just going to get that. his I'm ass sorry. beat on a losing team. More than $20 million. He, he has the, the $20 million in those couple of years at the end of his four-year contract, plus the fifth-year option, which is, I don't know, $12 million? Well, you know what? We talk about leaving for the team and sitting out and whatever. We have a, a very similar situation with a different tone. So, there's been a lot of discussion about who the best receiver in the NFL is right now. There's been uh, either, uh, I almost said Dwayne Haskins. Julio! We have Hopkins, you have Brown, and then you have Julio Jones. And this is important for everybody to keep in mind because the CBA is going to be coming on up here. And a lot more players are talking about, oh my god, we're playing too many games, you know, wear and tear on the body. Well, Julio Jones is skipping preseason again. You won't be seeing Julio Jones this preseason. The Atlanta Falcons receiver told reporters Tuesday he won't participate in preseason games this year. I don't need preseason to get ready, Jones said matter-of-factly, noting that if he gets in some practices, he'll be fine for the 2019 campaign. Guys, this is obviously important because Jones is such a marquee guy. I don't think this is the the end of this by any means, and I think it's a good decision. What do you all think? Great decision for Julio Jones. I mean, he's been with Matt Ryan his entire career, so he already has a rapport with his quarterback. I think the biggest reason that we have so many injuries in the NFL now is because of all of the cutbacks on practice time, the hitting, all of it. These guys are no longer conditioned for the game on the field, and it is shortening seasons, it is shortening careers. And it's funny because we did all this in the name of safety to protect these guys and to prolong them. And every single year, these guys are destroying their bodies because their bodies are not ready for the toll of real football. On the surface, great for Julio. In reality, probably really dumb. Uh, Dylan, you said something at the end that I was confused by. You, you don't think this is the end of this. The end of what? saying you see other um, you see other stars doing the same thing or okay so i i tried to kind of lay the groundwork here because i think it's very important to keep in mind the timing of this is right before the cba is about to end we know the biggest discussion point is the owners want 18 games and part of what the players are going to say is if you're going to give us 18 games and force us to play we aren't going to be playing four preseason games anymore it's just not happening and i think that this upcoming, we're going to see Julio and a lot more guys who are going to drop preseason altogether, and it'll be even more so if the CBA comes out with 18 games. But this is kind of a, a the start of the bargaining chip, so to speak, that, hey, you're overworking us and we're not going to have it. I just think it's something that we're seeing more and more in today's world of sports where these guys are not just athletes that are you know, forced to succumb to what the teams are saying. They're also brands now, and they have more power than their predecessors did. And especially someone like a Julio Jones, who is always in the argument for top two or three wide receiver in football. Uh, 
you know, I don't disagree with what Paul was saying about how certain conditioning things have slacked in recent years and how it can affect how people are getting hurt more uh, in today's game. At least it seems that way, uh, despite them trying to make it safer. And absolutely with the fact that they're trying to push for 18 games and you're asking these guys to still play the four preseason games, even though, I mean, we didn't see these. These guys aren't normally playing all four preseason games anyway. You're lucky if you go to one and you see two of them play as far as how many games throughout the preseason. So I don't know how much that affects that, but I think the fact that they are brands, they know how important they are to the team as a whole, not just wins on the field, but also money-making, bringing in in the offseason, jersey sales and whatnot. Uh, I think more of these guys are going to have that power and be able to do this. And while it is their right, I think it does hurt them as far as their season-long quest. Okay. Well, cue the fire once more. Flame on, as it were. And uh, the burnt furnace is going to be gone for another week. We'll be back with a a lot more in terms of baseball. Again, we just want to make sure we're timely. We know there's a lot of baseball stuff, and we're definitely going to talk about it next week going into the final stretch of games. But uh, thank you all for sitting around the uh, broken-ass, burnt furnace with us all. Cue it. Cue the cars. All right, folks. So for months now, we have talked about a sports movie bracket. And there's been some infighting on how it should be done. There's been some lengthy delays by certain parties involved. We're not going to name names. For months, we've yelled at Paul. (laughs) No, no, no. Not we. I haven't said a word. (laughs) Mostly because it benefited me because this was my idea. And I created a bracket (laughs) that had a whole bunch more movies because I'm the old guy in the group by a decade. And have seen more of these movies and am a big movie buff in general, especially sports movies. And so I go out and I search for these ones and I find them and watch them. And so I had literally a whole bunch of different brackets per sport. Baseball had its own. Basketball had its own. Football had its own. Hockey had its own. And then we had a miscellaneous of all the other crap. Pro wrestling, Olympics, fighting, whatever. And baklava. The baklava? <laughs> hey, no, knowing you, that was a shuffleboard but, movie. But uh, Dylan, I mean, on the other side, wanted to do his own bracket as well. And I did, came up I did. with a systematic That's right. equation to have us knock out a whole bunch of the movies, mostly Can the I, ones that I added. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you mean <laughs> gems like Here Comes the Boom with Paul Blart. Get Buddy, out you of here. kept Mighty Ducks 3. Burritos okay. last kick. <laughs> you kept Hold Mighty on. Ducks 3 in your own cut. Hold on. Listen, also, a I'm film called argue. Eddie? Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> the luck of the Irish. The Disney Channel. You, you don't even know what sport it is. Wrong Eddie. Masterpiece? God. <laughs> Listen, no one is going to say Here Comes the Boom was a cinematic masterpiece. Bo- two two of us had it top of the top of the cut. That was a... That was a wholesome, wholesome. worthy watch. No, no, it wasn't. And also, here's the irony. Here's the irony, folks, of all this that I want to bring up just for a second. So I brought up Here Comes the Boom, right? And Matt defends himself. So I had everybody make 71 cuts because there were that many films. So 71 plus 64, what do you get? 130-something, I think. 135. 135. 135. extremely upset. So there was a lot of films on there, right? So Matt's in here trying to defend Paul Blart 
fighting no, cop or whatever. No, I'm not, I'm not defending it at all. I'm saying it should get its fair share to get knocked out in you the bracket. You put it second like highest for being cut, so clearly you don't even believe in that opinion. Absolutely like, not. Enough. I don't think it's going to go far at all. I think it's a first-round knockout. But it's still Why a sports movie. This this fraud this fraud put blades. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, we can't. So abide he doesn't get an opinion. But anyways, anyways I told you anyways. I went from the bottom and just went with ones. Okay, whatever. Didn't yeah, matter what number they were. Didn't matter what number they were. The, I the first forty didn't matter. They anyways, were all gone in my head. Here's the here's the most important F-. part. F- here's F- the most important part in my thing. So. Matt added all this bullshit onto our list that was already 89 films, and Ryan and I are like, what the Bullshit like award-winning so, films like Requiem for a Heavyweight. That's right. the wrong Requiem film award-winning that Actually, should have been on a list. it was nominated, so you can go look it up. But Requiem I'm talking, for a Heavyweight... <laughs> I'm just saying I was making a reference to Requiem for a Dream, Mr. M- Mr. Cinephile. Terrible. What the... Okay. Anyways. Depressing so, is all hell. Yes, that's the point. Addiction yeah, isn't a whole affair. <laughs> like, we're not laughing out loud sitting there saying, oh my god, he's addicted to crack. What a slapstick. What a nihilistic thing to say. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> Alright, whatever. Anyways. I'm gonna watch this movie, and then I'm gonna go take my baseball bat. Alright, 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 alright. Beat my right. own head in with it. Alright, anyways. So my system was everybody made 71 cuts. Now, Matt, as a good trooper, he did do it really quick. I did mine first day. Ryan did his first day. Paul did his four years later, and it has graduated high school already, his cuts that being. And uh, he finally did them today. I am not shitting you. I just got these cuts after asking him with receipts, right, I will for, tell you. For real timeline, I sent mine out June 3rd. Yep. And, and we are here now at July 30th. That's right. That's how long Paul said that he needed for his cuts, ladies and gentlemen. That's well, exactly Well, the man right. is busy building a house. Dude, okay. Literally has, building a house. This is the same deal. Everybody has problems. You were able to put your stuff out. Your problems are is GameStop going to give you enough hours for the week. That's not right <laughs> at all. That's not right at all. <laughs> oh, God, he's coming hard I have. It's because he's hurt because my system won because it's better and I don't have, you know, We haven't even voted, films. but your system hold is on, probably going to win. Hold on, Yeah. Yeah, we, we haven't voted. We can't say what systems won because we haven't done anything. You literally, and I would like Matt to literally out. said before the cast, Ryan was with us that we were doing mine. No, no, he literally I said, said probably because I'm sure the three of you want to do yours. Even though mine is way more fair and yours makes no damn sense that you gave one seeds because we voted on them. Matt said it in a reserved way. Thank you. He said we didn't vote yet. Oh my god. Alright, whatever. Anyway. And then I walked away to plug my laptop in. Alright, so Alright, to the council. So anyways, no. Okay, so my process. So I had a 71 71 list. Everybody got it in rankings, and then I put all the films in order based on the points that they got against. So we reduced them all down to the 6014 field. Then from there, I ordered them based on seed by spreading them out by sports. So each bracket has an equal distribution of the sport. So, for example, baseball has three in each uh, bracket. Basketball has four in each. That sort of thing. So these are the seeds, and I'm only going to be going over the number one overalls, and then I'm going to explain the caveat, which is the reason why I think this works the best. So the number one overall seeds go as follows. Million Dollar Baby, Hoosiers, The Wrestler, and Moneyball. Now, to make things fair, because as... 
Paul had mentioned some films that we really loved, like Blades of Glory for us and Talladega Nights, because Matt hates Will Ferrell. We sometimes, you know, with the rankings, like if somebody put number 71, the most cut, they put a film that only they voted for. Well, that's not fair because three of the other people didn't want it cut. So the bottom three of each bracket. So number 14, 15, 16 seeds are not safe. The gentlemen are going to decide which film from the cut list, only one, they will save, and they will choose one of those movies, number 14 through 16, one per bracket, that they want replaced. That way everybody gets at least one film that only they wanted to salvage, and it makes it so that everything is still fair and equal without all the garbage films that... I know none of you listening have ever heard of. I feel that's the most fair and judicial way to do so. And now we are on to our vote. See, and I think it's more fair to include all the movies that have been brought up and put them in their own bracket via sports. A boxing one, a hockey one, a football one, a baseball one, a basketball one, and a miscellaneous, which includes stuff like Cool Runnings and Eddie the Eagle for the Olympic side. It would include stuff like Warrior <laughs> and other UFC mixed martial arts style ones and pro wrestling ones like The Wrestler. If I may interject with one little stat just to for the jury, if you will, to understand. Oh, I, I, I did 16? do the statistics oh. and of the cuts that we did, we all four of us agreed on 43 films being cut, which tells me all I need to know about matt's way of doing things okay but we would also all agree that the 16 seeds in general in the ncaa tournament are not going to win so they should they not play no of course they should still play but we're also talking about a competition where the game hasn't been decided yet these films have already been voted on have been viewed have been rated and we feel the way we do about them already the result of our feelings of these films has already concluded you are arguing over a competition that hasn't played yet that is not what this is and we oh, have we don't films. Know. Upsets 40, happen. Ah, but we have forty-three films that all of us agreed was not worth our time. Right, but, but we don't know how they do head to head with other with other movies. But what's the we point might have if we already agreed to ones. not talk about them? I I do find it ironic that the socialist among us wants to just backcourt fake jury this and exclude a bunch of. <laughs> 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 you don't say. You don't say. A bunch, a bunch what? of. Cut out. Cut out like yeah, you were gone after. Exclude a bunch of. Oh, nice, great, fantastic. Maybe you, maybe right, it worked on your end, but not on ours. Anyways, all right, let's just get to this. Which one are we doing? I'm obviously voting for mine. Matt's obviously voting for his. I like Dylan's because it's less movies. It's going to take less time. Which is why I knew this was going to be yours. <laughs> what happens in the event of a tie? I mean, we do both. You, we just do them hold different on, times. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What exactly? <laughs> said we do both okay. at the same time. <laughs> Outside of my addendum, because you a obviously have your perfect example of what democracy doesn't work. Stop, hold on. Democracy. Outside of my addendum, what exactly doesn't work about mine where you're wanting to side with, you know, Joanna uh, Man? Please, no, I want to know your reasoning. The only thing, well, and you can obviously get here. Okay, but you didn't, but Dylan, you never heard my full place. idea of mine either. I mean, anything so that isn't a 64 off. team bracket, I just, oh, that's, I, don't I understand care. that. But I don't my want to talk full about idea, first of all, 
this was to begin this, you know, a couple weeks ago, where literally, because as far as, you know, a bunch of stuff to talk about, we wouldn't have that much. We'd fill it with this, where most of the most of the episode would be us doing each of these brackets on their own episode and getting it down to a final four. And then I was going to take each final four and put it into one bracket where all the final fours made this bracket and we go from there. So I want to go over the pros and cons a little bit. The things that are very, very cool about Matt's is Matt's is in the real spirit of both the NCAA college basketball and March Madness. In, so think about it. NCAA Division I. NCAA Division I has like 350 teams, something ridiculous. This is giant pool, most of which are completely undeserving. And yet we take them down in their own little regions. Why are you comparing sports teams to division. movies? Because we're setting up a bracket. Be- what do you mean, why? They're, nah, you can't, you can't say you want a 64-team bracket and act like it's not inspired by March Madness. It's not what it is. But, uh, I, look, I don't care. Just decide, dude. I, 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 I want to go to bed. Like, I don't want to hear you, your dissertation on this shit. This is August Madness, sir. Like, just pick, no just tell me what it is, brief summary of what, what you decide. Hurry up. What happened? No one told me what happened. I just said, if you are going to choose maths, you better have a damn good, concise reason. Why? That's what, not how what did I you asked. get in charge of this? That's not I'm what I'm just asked talking anyways. about for me. I don't want to sit there and that's have like, that's also not how voting works. No, I just want. What I want to know that if he's going to you want make it your a way. Stalemate. No, you bullshit. want it your way. Stop. No, uh, what I want is for if he's going to make a stalemate, it better not be for bullshit, stupid reasons. What happens if there is a stalemate? That's all I want to know. No, I honestly think if there's a stalemate, I am fine with doing Dylan's first. For, no. And we, what, and we no, do mine at another no, time. Oh my god, no. Uh-uh. Ain't no Why? chance. There's going to be different arguments. Twice. There's going to Oh my god. I think that's fair. If it's a tie, no, we can we that? can let the listeners decide. How many brackets do I have? I have I think it's 6. Hang on. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out here. You got three minutes, and then I am ending my audio. So, what is what? Why are you like the way you are? I don't understand. Like, you're perfectly fine dictating rules that allow you to do what you want, but if someone else does it, you're like, no, well, fuck that, I'm out. Well, it's more Baseball, so because I had to take my sleep medicine, and football, so I'm gonna be passed out in about half an hour. Boxing, basketball. All right, this is the mixed. Hey, the beautiful bracket. All right, so this is my decision. It is because I don't want to shortchange this, and I don't think everyone here will be able to have intelligent discussion about most the of most the things. backhanded shit I've ever heard. The fuck? So, like he's seen more than half those movies. Right. Please get. Right. So, I will do Dylan's, but. Maybe in the future we will. That reverse psychology almost worked because I almost switched to Matt only because of Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I'm out. I love you, Matt, and I apologize. Alright, like, sign us like off. I said, I knew this was how it was going to go. Oh my God. Well, now he's going to whine. That's it for the podcast. <laughs> God. Alright, for real. Follow us. Are we not doing Grizzly Takes? On Facebook, Sports Carnage Podcast, on Twitter, <laughs> at Sports Carnage. Anything you gentlemen want to add. We're bringing back mailbag next week.
Yes. All right. So we're bringing back mailbag next week. So please send the questions into our Facebook page or to our Twitter. What the hell is our Twitter? At Sports Carnage. At Sports Carnage. Which is where you're going to see this massive Reds and Pirates fight. You got to share that. Apparently we're signing off because Eeyore has spoken. So that's it for us for this week. It's an under two hour one for you. I got backdoored like I was playing Big Brother, even though this whole thing was my idea. And next week we will begin this ridiculous bracket that I do not sponsor in any way, shape, or form. For Paul Roshan, thanks for making us complete again. For Eeyore, Dylan Bear. For Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Basson. We are Sports Carnage. Y'all have a wonderful night. Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to y'all next week.